Welcome everyone to the Oave Torah, Daf Yomi Shur. Today's Shur is Daf Dalit. We will begin on the top of the page. For those who need a quick reminder, there was a major machlok between Rabbi Yochan and Rishlakish. How do we know about the seven days that the Kohen Gadol is separated from his wife? Okay, before Yom Kippur. According to Rabbi Yochanan, the source of that is the Shvat Yimei HaMiluim. Um, the, the, the Shivat Miluim were days that Aharon was separated from Klai Yisrael, and from there, and, and from we had a pasuk that said uh, two two words, which from those two words, lechaped uh, and laasot, we learned laasot is for Yiparatu, but also separation, and lechaped is for Yom Kippur separation. I tell you that those two things, Paraduma and Kippur need a separation, just like the Miluim needs separation. That's Rabbi Yochanan's opinion. Miluim. Rish Lakish says, no, the source was Sinai, just like in Har Sinai. When uh, Moshe went up, he had uh, six days separated from Klai Yisrael. So too, the same thing applies to Yom Kippur. Because you saw when they, what, what what connection is there between Yom Kippur and Sinai? Well, on Sinai, Moshe was going up into be with Hashem, and on Yom Kippur, the Kohen Gadol is going to be with Hashem. So therefore, we could see had preparations for being with Hashem one from the next. Okay, that was the Shakish. So it says Gemara. Now we have actual dialogue between Yochan and Rish Lakish straight up. They happen to have been brother-in-laws as well. It's good according to me that I learn it from the Miluim. That's why the Brighta says that both the Para Aduma and the Kohen Gadol before Yom Kippur were sprinkled Kol Shiva Mikol Chatot Shahiyusham from every para aduma, the para aduma ashes that they had in the Bet Mikdash. It seems like para aduma ashes, they would save a little from every para aduma and leave them in the Kodesh. And, this, and a regular fellow who comes gets the current para aduma that's available. But when it comes to the Kohen Gadol before Kippur, or the, or the Kohen before the para aduma, they would take a little of all the para adumas that ever were and sprinkle it on the Kohen Gadol to prepare him for the thing. Now this writer fits very nicely says Rabbi Yochanan, according to me, that we learn it from the Miluim. Why? Because during the Miluim, there was a sprinkling also going on. But according to you, that we're learning from Sinai, there was no sprinkling. So what's up? There was no sprinkling at that time. Right? Because there was also Hazah by the Miluim. But according to you, Hi, Ivan. Is it, is it working? Oh, I have another meeting in progress? Oh, man. Let me see if I can figure this out. Hold on. Hold on a second. You want to pause that one thing? Pause that one.
So Rabbi Yochanan is telling Rish Takish, listen, according to me, it's going like the Miluim. And this, if the source is the Miluim, then we understand what's going on over here. We know why you're sprinkling every single day from all these chatat. is because there was sprinkling during Miluim. But according to you, Rish Takish, who claims that the source is Sinai, by Sinai there was no sprinkling. Was there any sprinkling on Har Sinai? We are now six lines down on Dalar Malaf. So Rish Lakish says back, You think, if, think it's so good according to you? You're making it like I have the problems and you have no problems. You also have problems the same as me. Why? He says, you make it like the sprinkling from the Miluim was exactly the same as the sprinkling of the Kohen before Kippur. Guess what? The sprinkling dur- during the Miluim was sprinkling of blood of Korbanot. And the sprinkling that you have by the seven days before Yom Kippur is sprinkling of water. So it's not like the same sprinkling anyway. It's not like it's so good according to you. Right? I don't know. But that's what it says they did. It I don't know why, but that's what they did. Shabriyachim says back, listen to me. Hello, Kasha. That's not a question on me. I still have a question on you. You don't have a question on me. Why? Because it's the Tani Rebchia. The brightest says that water came in the place of blood, which sounds like the water that we sprinkle on the Kohen is in place of the blood that we used to sprinkle on our own during the Miluim. But according to you, so I have a bright like me. But according to you, was there any sprinkling at all in Har Sinai? So why do we sprinkle now? According to me, I understand why we sprinkle on the coin every day. According to you, why do we sprinkle? Amale, so Rish Lakish says back, You're right. There really would be no need to sprinkle. The reason why we sprinkle is just an extra strictness. But it's, the, it's not really uh, a necessary item. We would separate, really, according to this, really we're separating because, like we said before, the possibility of damnida. So what's the sprinkling? The sprinkling is an extra thing, according to Rish Lakish. And the Yochanan says, no, sprinkling is key. Okay? So if, if I would make a chart over here, I would tell you that... Let's go, I'm going to go If I make a chart, I, I would tell you that when... If I'd ask you, sprinkling... On seven days, according to him, is a is a chumrah. Necessary. Let's spell that right. Okay, clear. Let's go. Says about Tanya Kavatei Rabbi Yochanan. We have a brayta that supports Rabbi Yochanan. Why? With Tanya Kavatei Rabbi Shakish. And guess what? There's a brighter that supports Rish Lakish too. What are these brighters? Let's go from one at a time. This is the one, Tanya, Tanya, like Rabbi Yochanan, the Pasuk says, uh, for this I recommend the Gemara with the, with the words on the side, which, with the Pasukim on the side, which I think we should probably get a couple of over here, maybe. Uh, this way you can have it on the side, but you don't have it on the side of yours, but you can look at him a little bit. Or take, that, take the article behind you. Okay? There's an article right there. Okay, good. Right? Okay. 
So the Pasuk says, with this, Aaron will go into the Kodesh, with a par and an ayah. Now when it says, bezot, bezot means, with what we said somewhere else. Maihi, what's this? Binyan de milim, like milim. Uma amar benilim. What do we say benilim? Aaron pires shiva, v'shimesh yom echad. Moshe masal lo kol shiva. K'dei lechanchol v'svot. V'av ladot kohen kodol pires shiva, v'shimesh yom echad. U'shneim tamidah chavim, matamidah shnei lafukitz tukim. Let's explain what's going on. You want to? If you, this is not really working yet. Okay. Now, maybe just take your thing. He's got. He'll do it on his own. Okay, so Rabbi Yochanan is saying like this. Rabbi Yochanan is saying, listen, if you have the... It, it makes sense like, like me. Why? Because bizot refers to the same thing we did. Bizot, by the Miluim, we're going to do over here. Bizot referring to, with this, Yani, with the Miluim. What did they do by the Miluim? By the Miluim, Aaron was getting ready to become the Kohen Gadol on the eighth day. And during the whole seven days... Moshe Rabbeinu was teaching him what to do. So seven days of training for Moshe. By the Kohen Gadol, you know what it says also? It also says that the Kohen Gadol had two Talmidei Chachamim during the whole seven days, also teaching. Those Talmidei Chachamim were the students of Moshe. Right, wow. Welcome, Moshe. So it, it fits, so Rabbi Yochanan says, it fits very good, Mark, according to me. Welcome. It fits very good according to me because I've got Moshe teaching Aharon yeah. and I've got the students of Moshe Teaching the next Kohen Gadol. Lafuki Tsukim, right? Muslim Kosheva, they're helping all the Kedel Khanchov Abuda. Mikanaru, Shadrin Kodim Kurim, Mavishin Kohen Gadol, Metol, Lishkat Paladrin. That's why the, the, we said in the next Mishnah, seven days, they, they, move, they, move him, they move him to the Lishkat Paladrin. O Kashem Shmavishin Kohen Gadol. Just like we do, says the Brighta, we take the Kohen Gadol and we put him aside. So too, they set aside the coin who burns the para. So again, they're doing the same exact thing. And they're separating them aside. Now, so the Brayta continues and says that, and they, in both cases, both Para Duma and Yom Kippur, we leave the guy there all seven days, and we sprinkle on him from all the chatat that were there all seven days, and the Brayta, which is also really a Rabbi Yochanan Brayta, so you see it took a Milouim all the way through, he, the Brayta is dealing with the question of Rish Lakishanim, and if you tell me Milouim was blood, and this is water, the Brayta continues and says, still, we should answer them and say, water came in place of blood. We're quoting yes. We say, when it says and the okay? So all this is a brighta, which is right in Rabbi Yochanan's pocket. Beautiful like Rabbi Yochanan. Okay? The high bezot mibayli gufe. The Gemara is asking a question. Why did we say bezot yavo Aaron al kodesh? We started bezot. Remember the pasuk we had on the side. Yeah. Bezot yavo Aaron al kodesh. We said with this, like the miluim, 
Now the Gemara is asking, how could you use bezot and say bezot is referring to the Miloim? If you read the pasuk, bezot yavo aron alkodesh bepar alchat, you see, bezot is referring to the par, right? To the par in the pasuk. The pasuk says bezot with this yavo aron alkodesh. Aron will will enter into the kodesh bepar alchat with a bull, the ayla ola and a ram for ola. So the word with this is referring to the par, the, the bull and the ram. It's not referring to bezot with the same thing of the miluim, like like this bright is coming to do. We're asking a question on what we just said. How can you, the bright to say bezot is referring to the miluim? The bezot is referring to whatever the pasuk is talking about, which is the part of the ayil. I, got, I, got, yeah. I lost you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good. And so the Gemara asked on itself. If the pasuk of bezot was only referring to the, pa, the bull and the ram, lemekra bezeh. It wouldn't say bezot, it would say bezeh. Or be'ele, my bezot. Why is it bezot with this? Shmamina tarti. We learn from this two different things. Number one, that you, that that you have to be separated, and number two, that you have to bring a bull and a ram. Now the Gemara is asking a question on the brighter. So, I'm sorry. What? Okay. They all sound like this, right? So it seems like bezot is feminine and singular. Beze is masculine. Okay? So if it says be'ele, so it's referring to two. Beze, it will be make more sense because the, the, the korbanot were all males. So beze. Bezot is something different. What's that extra difference? That's to throw in the Miloim. Do it like the Miloim. The second question of the Gemara is, my ve'omer, the Gemara is asking on the Brighton, hey, wait a second, you brought two reasons why we need, um, we need a sprinkle, we need a, a separate for seven days. One is bizot, which connected it to the Miloim. And the other one's ve'omer, it says, just like Hashem did by Yom Hazel, la'asot l'chaper, la'asot l'chaper. Right? Why don't we need la'asot l'chaper and bizot? It's two things, two pesukim doing the exact same thing. Are you with me, Mark? Okay. Again, we're trying to prove that all seven days we'll learn from the Miluim. Okay? We brought a Brighta that brought a whole bunch of things proving it. So the two of the proofs are one is a pasuk that says bizot. Bizot yavo the kodesh. And we're saying bizot is whatever they did by Miluim, which is seven days of sequestering, is seven days over here. Or bizot is. Seven or, or the pasuk of Omer, the pasuk of the laasot lechaper that we had last time. Right, to brought both. Like Moshe said, my veomer. What do you need both for? I read have bezot. What do you need both for? Says my vechite ben yomakim kama who debay prisha kedashkem eloim al veyomakim de alma lo. You know why you need two? Because if I only had one, I might think just like by miluim. Only it happened once in history, and it never happens again. Maybe this business of the Kohen Gadol separating for seven days is only for Aharon the first time he goes in, and every subsequent year he won't have to do it anymore. You would have thunk that. So if I only had Bizot, or I only had for the, the Pasuk of the Asot Lechaper, I would have thunk, oh, it's only once, just like Miloim. So it has to mention it twice to tell you not only is it once, every single subsequent year you have to do it again. Good? Inam, you, you might say, Kogan Godol Kamu de Bai Prisha. 
maybe it's the first Kohen Gadol that needs it. Aval Kohen Gadol Ba'amolo, Tashma, Kasher Asa. We learn from Kasher Asa, that's the same thing has to happen for every Yom Kippur. Okay? So that's a Brighta, which is right in Rabbi Yochanan's pocket. Rabbi Yochanan is the rabbi who learns from, who learns from here. Okay? Now, Rish Lakish, the rabbi who's learning from Hasinai, where's his Brighta? He's got a Brighta like him too, don't worry. Listen to his Brighta. Tanya Kavate Lakish, we have a Brighta that supports the Rish Lakish. It says the following. Moshe ala be'anan. Moshe went up be'anan in a cloud. Up to Sinai. Now we're going to have to focus on the Pesukim in the Yitro now that will discuss Moshe getting the Torah. You listening, Mark? You with us? Yeah. Okay. Moshe ala be'anan. He went up in the cloud. Ve'nitkesa be'anan. He got covered by the cloud. Ve'nitkadash be'anan. And he got holified by the cloud. In order that the Kedusha would be accepted by Kedusha, we're Okay? Good? And we are towards the mid- middle of the page. Ah, Shlomo's here, good. Well, I thought you were going to be on Zoom forever, Shlomo. Okay? We got to get a parking lot here. Okay? The Pasuk says, And the Kavod of Hashem rested on Har Sinai. According to this, this happened after the Ten Commandments. Okay, right? Because the six days were the beginning of the 40 days. Okay, so, Okay, before, let me explain this, back up a job. Look at the Pasuk on the side of the page. It really would be cool. If you grab us an art scroll, please. Shlomo, sorry. Give me three if you don't mind. Can you see them? Right there. Thank you, Sadiq. Uh, for those who have one at home, take a look at the article Chumash for now. We're going to turn to, if you're getting it ready, we're going to turn to Shemot Perek Havdal Pasuk Tetzayim. Okay? This is the actual preparation of Moshe. Shemot Chav Dalid Pasuk Tet Zayin Okay No, Chav Dalid Yeah Oh, they're starting Could you ask that guy um, Yeah, ask, ask him to go wait half hour For the, for the machines Yeah, you never know. Okay. If you look at the Basuk, this Basuk comes after the Ten Commandments, okay? After the Ten... No, this is Mishpatim, I'm sorry. We're in Pashat Mishpatim, not Yitro. And after we, we already... It looks like after we got the Torah already, page 443 of these books, it says... Vayal Moshe al Hahar, Moshe went up to the mountain. And the uh, cloud covered the mountain. Okay? Then after that, Hashem dwelled on Har Sinai and got covered by a cloud for six days. And he called to Moshe on the seventh day, from the cloud. Now, what is this Pasuk talking about? When is this happening? It says, again, 
Pasuk says that Moshe went up, it says that six days the cloud, Moshe went to the mountain, the cloud covered the mountain, and the cloud, the glory of Hashem rested on Har Sinai, and it covered for six days, and he called Moshe from the seventh day from the cloud. When is this happening? There's a machloket between Tanaim, what this Pasuk is talking about. Now, it's a, it's a very interesting thing. The, the Pasuk is happening, and we don't know if the Pasuk is talking about pre-Matan Torah or post-Matan Torah. We don't know when this Pasuk is talking about. It's a machloket, Rabbi Yochanan, not Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Yossi Aglili. What is this Pasuk talking about? Let's see it inside again. Okay? It's right over here. Let me find it. Guys, what line are we on here? Okay, it's three lines in the bottom. Okay? And Hashem's glory rested on Har Sinai. According to this, this happened after the Ten Commandments. And the six days are the first of the 40 days that Moshe stayed in Har Sinai. According to this, Ten Commandments happened first. Then you have six, day, six days of the cloud, right? And that's part of the 40 days of Har Sinai. Okay? Divrei Rabbi Yosekli, that's Rabbi Yosekli. Rabbi Akiva says, no. Vayishkon kvod Hashem mirosh chodesh. He says that the, this pasuk of the cloud, that started before the, six days before the giving of Torah. On Rosh Chodesh. It's a complete machlok of what the pasuk is talking about. Okay? Right? Rosh Chodesh. From Rosh Chodesh Sivan. Anan. When it says that Anan covered it. It doesn't mean that Anan covered Moshe. It means that Anan covered the mountain. And Moshe is not there. Right? It says, Vayikra el Moshe. And he called to Moshe. Who did he call to? It means he called to all the Jews. Right? Moshe, he's not talking to Moshe alone. Hashem didn't call Moshe to come. According to this opinion, where it happened, the, the, the cloud is the first six days. Right? So the cloud is there, no one's up there. And Moshe is down. And Hashem calls Moshe, he's really just calling all the Jews to come listen to the Ten Commandments. So why is it Moshe? Says the Gemara, The Pazuk just wants to uh, give kavod to Moshe. It's like, if I have a group of people if I have a group of people and the most important guy in the person is Shlomo Shaya. So I say, okay, uh, Shlomo Shaya, come here. And I really mean everyone come, but it's called Shlomo Shaya, everyone come. Right? So over here also, Kaisel is standing there. And really, this, this calling Moshe is happening, is happening uh, right before Matan Torah. The calling is to say, ten, to say the Ten Commandments. And Hashem is calling Moshe, it means I'm calling all the Jews, but I'm just being nice, I'm doing the Shlomo Shaya shtick. I'm calling Shlomo Shaya. Okay? Now, according to the other rabbi, the Ten Commandments were already said. And the calling to Moshe means I'm calling Moshe to come up and stay for 40 days with me. Moshe alone, not everybody. It's not a Shlomo Shaya thing. It's Moshe alone because he's the only one who's invited to come up and stay with me for 40 days. You got it? So a complete difference between Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Sorosi what this Pasuk and Mishpatim is talking about. You with me, Ivan, or no? Yep, got it. Good. So now, that's Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Yosei There's two other rabbis who we're going to throw their opinion in the Brayta, and we're not that, we're not focusing on them. We're focusing on the other, on the first two. Rabbi Natan Omer, Rabbi Natan says, "Lo ba kudu elam rok achila v'shtiyav v'shmiav." 
the Pasuk is coming to tell you that to get rid of the food out of Moshe's stomachs. To make him like an angel. According to him, it's not, he's, he's not saying that it's referring to seven days of separation. It's just saying that, that the cloud was on Moshe to get rid of the food so he could be like an angel. That's a preparation of, to angelize Moshe to make him be able to stay in Shemayim for 40 days. Okay? Rav Matim and Chalash, the fourth opinion what the Pasuk is talking about, says, This is to scare Moshe. The, the, the idea of the cloud on him is to scare him. This way the Torah is given not just with happiness, but with fear. Okay? It says, serve Hashem with fear and be happy with shaking. Now, what does it mean be happy with trembling? Says the Gemara. In a place of happiness means when you're happy you get the Torah, you should also be shaking from Hashem. Okay. Now let's go focus again on Yossi Aglili and Rabbi Kiva. Again, these two rabbis are arguing about the Pesukim. Let's go through one by one. What are they arguing at? We're now on Dalad Amur Bet, towards the top of the page. Rabbi Yossi Aglili and Rabbi Kiva. What are they arguing about? The pluk the dahani tanai about the argument of the following tanaim. Why? The Tanya, because we learned in a brayta, b'shisha b'chodesh nitnat Torah liYisrael. Tanakama holds. When was the Torah given to the Jews on the sixth of Sivan? Rabbi Yossi Omer b'shivabo. According to Rabbi Yossi, no, Torah was given to the Jews on the seventh of Sivan. Now, how's that going to fit? Into the Machloket, Rabbi Kiva and Rosi Galili. Watch. It's very, very cool. Man da'ama b'shisha. According to the rabbi, who says, b'shisha, it was given on the 6th. So he says the following. B'shisha nitna. On the 6th, it was given. B'shiva, on the 7th, Allah. Moshe went up. That's the night. Man da'ama b'shiva. The one who says b'shiva, it was given. It was given on the 7th. On the 7th, Moshe went up. Both agree that Moshe went up on the 7th. Just the machloket was, did Moshe go up the next day? Or did Moshe go up the same day the Torah was given? That's what we have so far. We're not finished. Let's go. They agree 6th or 7th? They agree that Moshe went up on the 7th. The machloket is Torah given 7th or Torah given 6th. Good? Now, Rabbi Yossi Aglili, Savar Kitanakama. If Yossi Aglili holds like the Tanakama, the Amar who says, Rabbi Yossi Aglili, if you remember, Rabbi Yossi Aglili is the rabbi who says, the Machloket was whether, uh, remember the Machloket of Yossi Aglili and Rabbi Kiva? What are they arguing about? When Moshe went up? No. They're arguing about whether the cloud is on the Har or the cloud's on Moshe, right? Rabbi Glili says that the cloud covered Moshe. And Rabbi Kiva says the cloud's covering the mountain and Moshe's coming up afterwards. Was it right. the Ten Commandments and... Um, right, what, and, and also they're also arguing about whether the Ten Commandments were first, or, were, be, were first and then we had seven days, or, or the cloud was before the Ten Commandments, okay? Now watch how that fits into the Machloket of was Torah given on six or seven, okay? Rabbi Glili says, Rabbi holds. Kitana Kamal, Kitana Kamal. The Ahmad who says... Who says that the cloud was coming Moshe for six days before him? 
He says, It was the sixth. Hilkach, therefore, Therefore, this story was after the Ten Commandments. How does it go? The Pasuk in Mishpatim says, Hashem's glory is on Har Sinai. Anan covered him, meaning Moshe, for six, she should be six days, the Moshe. And they called Moshe on the seventh day to get the rest of the Torah. Because if you say was from Rosh and the covering of the mount, of the of the cloud was Lahar was was covering the mountain, not Moshe. And calling Moshe was coming to the to de, for the Ten Commandments, like the other rabbi says. He already got on the sixth. And the cloud left on the sixth. In other words. How could they call him from the cloud to get the Torah if the Torah was given on the 6th? Clear? But according to, according to him, it was given on the 6th. Again, Rabbi Yosef Lili holds like Tanakhama that it was given on the 6th. And therefore, he's claiming that already on, uh, the cloud left on the 6th. So therefore, it doesn't make sense. And Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Yosef, who holds that it was given on the 7th. And therefore, He's understanding that they they got called on the seventh day. What was given on the seventh? The Torah was given on the seventh. Okay. That's not. I thought the Torah says that it was given on the sixth day. Oh, does it say that? I think so. Doesn't it say that. Okay. Does it say the Torah was given on the sixth? I think so. Sixth day of what? Sixth day of Sivan. Or or does it say that? No, it just says the sixth day. Ah. So six days of preparation. Okay? Oh. Says the Gemara. Bishlam Rabbi Kiva. Let's explain the, the, the Machlok. Pay attention. Now, Rabbi Kiva is the one who says he went on the seventh of Sivan. You with me, guys? Bishlam Rabbi Kiva. It's good according to Rabbi Kiva. It makes sense according to the rabbi who says it was given on the seventh. That's how we can figure out why the Luchot were broken on. Shiva Sabatamus. Because make the Khajbon. Esim Ba'arbat Sivan. Because the Torah is given on the seventh. So there's twenty-four days of Sivan. What's twenty-four? Plus seven. Twenty-four plus six. Plus thirty days. No, no, yeah, I'm sorry. Rabbi Kiva holds that Moshe went up the mountain on the seventh. Okay? Good. Yeah, everyone says he went up the mountain on the seventh. Right? So he went up the mountain on the seventh. Well, let's, let's figure it out. He says, there's 24 days of Sivan. Okay? Shitzad, 16 of Tammuz. That's 40 days that he's on the mountain. And on the 70 Tammuz, Nachit, he came down, and he broke the Luchot. According to Yosef Lili says, he says there were six, day bef- six days that, that Moshe was separating after giving the Torah. There's 40 days mountain. So the Luchot should be broken on the 23rd of Tammuz. Because if Rabbi Yosegli holds that there were six days of separating after they got the Torah. Right? If there's six days of separating after they got the Torah. Right? Again, Rabbi Yosegli said, let's back up a second. Rabbi had said that when it says that the, the, that Pasuk that we saw in Mishpatim was covering Moshe for six days. After they got the Torah, 
right? Now, if Moshe was covered for six days after they got the Torah, so Moshe is not on the mountain. He's getting ready to go to the mountain. It's six days of preparation before he goes up to Hashem. So that means he didn't go up to Hashem yet. So if you have, if Moshe is up for 40 days, and then he breaks the Luchot, the 40 days have to start six days after he got the Torah. On the 13th. So it comes out that they're not going to break it, break it till the 24th. Why, is, why did we say that Moshe broke the Luchot on, on Shiva Sabbath Tammuz? He didn't. He broke it on the 24th, according to you. You didn't catch that? Why, you, can it be, why can it be that the six days of separation were from Rosh Kodesh until the 6th, and then he went up on the 7th or something? That's the Machloket. Ivan, that's the Machloket. According to B. Kiva, he says that when it says that Hashem was on Har Sinai, it means that it started on Sivan. And Rabbi Yossi Lili says that it started on the 7th of Sivan. It started after giving the of the of the, of the, of the Aseret Debrot. That's when the, the cloud went on. So according to him, and according to him, it's only the, the job of the cloud being on the mountain is for Moshe to be separated. And that's where we're learning the whole business of separation on Yom Kippur from that business. Right? Okay. But according to him, it's... St- According to him, he's only going up to the mountain only after he has his six days of separation in the cloud. And that's where we're learning the whole Yom Kippur business from. Isn't the cloud on the mountain? Okay. In the Machloket, it says, and the cloud covered it. What is it covering? Either Moshe or the Har. But it's the same thing, they're both together, no? Not necessarily. According to the one that's covering Moshe, the cloud's on Moshe. And it's purifying Moshe. And he's going up the mountain, so it's fine. And then he goes up afterwards. Okay. So we're asking, if so, if he's only going up afterwards, the dates are wrong. He's not going to break the Luchot on the 17th of, of, of Tammuz. <clears throat> right. He's going to break the Luchot on the 23rd we, of Tammuz. We, we, can't, can't, we can't count those six days of preparation as uh, 40? We have more. We don't need a Gemara. Amalach of Yosei Glili, Yosei says back, When we said that Moshe was 40 days on the mountain, it was, according to Yosei Glili, he wasn't really 40 days on the mountain. He's 40 days separated. And, uh, and he's on the mountain for uh, 34 of them. That's what it means. doesn't mean he's really 40 days on the mountain. According to the other Rabbi Akiva, it means it's really 40 days on the mountain. Because he says it starts like that. Right? He says when we board. But according to Rabbi Shadili, we have to, the 40 days on the mountain doesn't really mean 40 days on the mountain. It means 40 days getting ready. Six days getting ready and 40, seven days again, 40 days getting ready. Good. Amar Mor. So it's before the six days. Correct. Amar Mor, we said in the, we said in the Brayta. Vayikra el Moshe. It's amazing how there's a machloket tanaim about the pasuk. What is the Pasuk talking about? It depending on which we have it, completely different shot of what it's talking about. Who is being covered? Is the mountain being covered? Is the Moshe being covered? Completely different. Okay? <clears throat> and they covered it. When we saw, if you look at the article, it says the cloud covered the mountain. Right. That's the translation, right? Cloud covered it for seven days. That's going according to who? Who's that going according to? It said covered it. That's going Rabbi Kiva. If you go across the Glili, this, this article translation is completely wrong. Okay? Right? It's wrong. It, it, it wasn't covering it. The, the cloud was covering him. Yeah. should say him. Not, not, in Hebrew, you can say, 
and it can mean anything you want. Right. In English, when you translate, you got to say, you got to pick either, the article had to pick either him or it. Right. They got to say something, they can't, they're not going to write a uh, hundred different things, they're going to just write something and good luck, you know. But you read the Gemara, okay, Amar Mor, we learned that we said before, Vayikra el Moshe, it says he called Moshe, Moshe v'chol Yisrael omdim, and Moshe and all the people were standing. Misayel Rabbi Elazar, this is a proof to Rabbi Elazar, Dama Rabbi Elazar, Rabbi Elazar says, Vayikra el Moshe, when he called to Moshe, Moshe v'chol Yisrael omdim, everyone was standing there, the reason why the Pasuk said it, is to do the Shlomo Shaya thing, we want to give respect to Moshe, says the Gemara, Metivi, we have a contradiction. It says, call lo, call elav. The pasuk says, if you look at the pasuk, this pasuk is in Devarim. It's on the side of the page. It says, uh, if you look on the side, it's in, no, it's in, hold on. Pasuk in Bamidbar, I'm sorry. Oh, it's not on the side of the page. I'll read it to you from the bottom. Talking about the Moshe going into the oil moed, it says Moshe heard the voice talking to him. It could have said midaber lo to him. It says elav also to him. I don't know what the elav and lo is. Kara lo kara elav. Moshe shama the koyse lo shamu. When it says so, we're learning from here. When it says elav, it means Moshe heard and everyone else didn't see. So therefore, so just like you see by by this case, by this case, that only Moshe heard, and nobody else heard. So maybe, so how could you say when we said in the pasuk Vaikra el Moshe means Moshe and everybody? Just like you see in this other case, only by the by Moshe and the oil moed, only Moshe heard and nobody else heard. So too, this should be. Only Moshe and nobody else. Why are you saying the Shlomo Shaya thing that they called everyone by calling Moshe? No. It doesn't make sense. Mar says, Lo Kasha. One Pasuk is referring to Har Sinai, and one's Oil Moed. By Har Sinai, everyone heard. Oil Moed, not everyone heard. Lo Kasha. It depends if Hashem called Vayikra. When, he says, when Hashem is calling somebody, calling someone means I'm calling only you. But Hashem is talking. Talking means he's talking to everyone. I'm doing the Shlomo Shai, just giving kavod to Moshe Rabbein. Okay. Let's continue with the analysis. Rabbi Zerika, Rami Krai, Kameh to Bilazar. Rabbi Zerika pointed out a contradiction of Pesukim in front of Bilazar. Others say that Rabbi Zerika quoted Rabbi Lazar who said the contradiction. Ketiv, it says the following. If you have it on the pasuk on the side, it's referring to when uh, is pasuk when, when the first, when the Hashem first put the Shekhinah on the Mishkan, pasuk says that Moshe could not enter into the Mishkan because of the cloud. So it sounds like when the, when the cloud of glory is there, Moshe is unable to pass. Do not enter. It sounds from this pasuk that a cloud of glory is a do not enter zone. And yet, the pasuk says when it comes to Har Sinai, Moshe going up on the side, the pasuk says, 
Moshe went in the cloud. Right? My heart says Moshe went in the cloud. And when it comes to the Mishkan, it says Moshe couldn't go in because there's a cloud. Make up your mind. Can Moshe go in the cloud or Moshe can't go in the cloud? Mark, you with us? Answers the Gemara. It must be that when it came to Har Sinai, he couldn't get there either. So how did he get into Har Sinai? Hashem grabbed Moshe and pulled him in anyway. Really? What happened by the Mishkan is right. And when there's a cloud, humans can't get in. So then how did Moshe get up on Har Sinai? Hashem grabbed and pulled him in. And by the Mishkan, he didn't grab him. That's why he couldn't go in. Good? Answer number one. Answer number two. The Bar Ishmael Tana, according to Bishmael, they learn. What's wrong, Harry? You no, understand? I'm, I'm like, did he go in? Did he not? Again, we know he went in once. Uh, on on Har Sinai, yeah. he went in. That's because Hashem grabbed him. That's my thinking face. Okay? <laughs> on the Mishkan, he didn't get in because there was an on and he wasn't grabbed, so he couldn't get in. That's answer number one. Answer number two. What was the question before? The that? question was how come you see in one Pasuk it says Moshe couldn't go in because of the, because of the cloud? And on Har Sinai, it says Moshe walked in the cloud. Make up. Can, can you get in or can't get in? And we're answering. It depends if you grabbed. Okay? Second answer. You with me, Shlomo, or no? Okay. I don't see you focused. Debei Yishmael Tana. According to Yishmael, they learned. Ne'emad kan betoch. It says here, betoch. It says over there, betoch. Okay? Where's the two things? It says, Vayavo b'nei Yisrael betoch hayam. If you remember, by Yamsuf, it says, B'nei Yisrael went betoch hayam. Now, when the Jews were betoch hayam, hetoch, does that mean that the yam was around the, all of them on their face? No. It means the sea split. The Jew is in the sea, and he's betoch hayam because there's sea all around him. So the cloud split. Uh, so the cloud on Har Sinai split, and that's how Moshe got in. Uh-huh. When it was, when it was in the Mishkan, the reason why Moshe couldn't get in, because there was a cloud, and it didn't split. And on Har Sinai, the cloud must have split. Now, how can you say it's split? It says betoch. No, you see from Az Yashir that betoch could mean a split. A split, you could still use the word betoch. And therefore, from, from Az Yashir, we can prove that betoch doesn't have to be... Um, 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 the Jews didn't drown. They're betoch. And so Moshe also was able to walk because it was betoch, even though... didn't grab him, he split. Right. Good. Ma'ala shvil, just like by Har Sinai, there's a path. The wall, the, the wine was a wall on both sides. Afkan Shvil, so too on Har Sinai, there was a Shvil. There was a path. Mark, you with us or no? Good. Says the Gemara, And they called Moshe and they spoke to him. Why do you mention Kirya before Dibur? Limda Torah Derech Eretz. We learn from here Derech Eretz. Shlo Yomar Adam Devar Lachavero Elm Kim Karahu. You don't, call, you don't tell your friend something until you call him. So if I want to tell Shlomo something, I just say, Shlomo, by the way, uh, you better come next tomorrow. Shlomo, come here, and then I tell him you better come tomorrow, on time. Says, this is a proof to Reb Chanina. Reb Chanina always says, you always call the person first, then you tell him something. So we see from Moshe Rabbeinu Harsinai. Now, says the Gemara, Le'emor, the Pasuk says, Vayikra el Moshe, Vayedaber, and it says, Lemor, saying. 
Vayidaber Hashem elav me'ol mo'ed lemor, to say. What does that mean? Amr Ramanasya, bar b'rei dureb Manasya, mishmei dureb Manasya Rabba, the name of the great Ramanasya. Okay, so this is Ramanasya. He's the grandson of Ramanasya, and he's saying in the name of the great Ramanasya. I think the first time I ever saw something like this. All the rabbis are quoting on Manasya's. Okay? Minayin lemor, davar l'chavidoshu hu bal yomar, how do we know that if someone tells you something, you're not allowed to tell somebody else it? If someone calls you to tell you something, you're not allowed to say it to somebody else. Unless he tells you you could say it, you're not allowed to say something. Hashem told him Lemor to say it. Sounds like if Hashem didn't tell him Lemor to say it, he wouldn't be allowed to repeat those things to Kali Yisrael. Okay. Now, we're going to just discuss, right now we're going to go back to the Machloka between Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Lakish. If you remember, look on the board, back to this. Rabbi Yochanan had said that we're learning it from the Miluim, and Rish Lakish says we're learning it from Har Sinai. Now, if you remember, Rish Lakish had told Rabbi Yochanan, he says, well, uh, what he had spoken about the sprinkling, right? Mm-hmm. And he says, you're saying about the sprinkling, yeah, whatever you sprinkle, you have to sprinkle over there. We're going to learn here that both Reuven and Rishikish agree on one particular point. Even though they argue about this, they agree on a particular point. Michlal, we must figure out. Both of them hold that whatever you see that happened during the Miluim was necessary. Nothing about the Miluim was optional, which means we see a bunch of things happen during the Miluim. Aaron was locked up, they sprinkled on Aaron, a whole bunch of things happened during the Miluim. Okay? Now, one could say, all those things happened, but if they didn't happen, it still would have been okay. Or you could say, no, all those things happened, and if you listen to that happened, it means that if, it didn't ha- if they didn't do that, it would have ruined everything. The Gemara wants to figure out here that Rabbi Yochanan and Rish Lakish both agree that everything about the Miluim was necessary. And if it didn't happen, it would have ruined everything. Me'akev. How do we see? The Itma, because we learned, Miluim, when it comes to the seven days of Miluim, Rabbi Yochanan Yochanan One says that everything you see there is Me'akev. If you don't have it, it ruins it. No. Whatever you need for all generations is ma'akev by them also. She'en ma'akev Whatever you don't need all the generations, in ma'akev We did it those times, but it wasn't ma'akev. Now, how do you see that from before? Tistayim. Let's figure out. The one who says that everything that says is ma'akev. Why? Because remember, Rish Lakish told Rabbi Yochanan. Rish Lakish is the Sinai rabbi. To, gave this following argument to Rabbi Yochanan. He said, If by Miluim everything is, is Ma'akev, right? And Rabbi Yochanan didn't argue him. So you see, right? Hold on, let me just see where we said it before. If, if, you, if you go back, Rabbi Yochanan, Rish Lakish mentioned to him, and he says, 
Rishikisha said, you agree that everything that happens by Kevim, here it is. It's on it's on Gimel Amud Bet on the bottom. Let's go back there for a second, if you don't mind, guys. Gimel Amud Bet on the bottom. Amalev Rishikisha Biyokar. It's like, it's six lines down on Gimel Amud Bet. Amalev Rishikisha Biyokar. Mehecha Kayafa, where are you learning from? Mimiluim, again, it's the Sinai rabbi talking to Milim rabbi. You know, Mimiluim, Imabim called to Bayamakevim, by Mimiluim, everything that's there is Makev. Avach and Namakol Kubakevim, if so, by Yom Kibbut, everything's Makev. And therefore, you should say that if the Kohen Gadol wasn't separated for seven days before, it wouldn't work. And then he said, he continued to say, but you see that there's a backup Kohen, remember we said this yesterday? There's a backup Kohen, and he is not separated for, six, for, for seven days. Now, if if, just like Miluim, if you didn't do it, everything that's written there is Ma'akev, so too by Kohen Gadol before Kippur, everything's Ma'akev. So you shouldn't be able to have a backup guy who's not sequestered. He'd have to be sequestered. Right? You with me, Shimshin? And Rabbi Yochanan, now, Rabbi Yochanan should answer him and say, no, I don't agree that everything is Ma'akev by Miluim. The fact that he doesn't answer that shows that he agrees that Kohen Gadol before Ma'akev by him. Good. That's what I'm going to say now. He didn't answer him back or anything. This time, well, says, you're right. We figured it out. Rabbi Yochanan and Rishikish both agree that, that they both agree with the side of the Machloket that says that everything that happened during Milim was Me'akev. We're going to stop over here by the words, my Benai, the last two words on Dalmud. Amen, Amen. Enjoy, Ivan. I'll see you. Can I ask you a question, Rabbi? Yes, I'm going to take you off speaker in a second. I'll call you on your phone. Yes, call me on this phone. Bye.